Cast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome, I'm Kathy Zaka. Hi, I'm Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter. And we're your hosts today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening. Today we'll be discussing visions from the Lord. And our scripture for today is Numbers 12, 6. Then he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. That's good. All right, let's get started. So what are visions? A vision could be something that comes to you in a dream. It could be something that you see when your eyes are closed. A vision could also be seen with your natural eyes open. Visions are considered to be supernatural and they usually convey a revelation. Laura, can you give us a little more detail on visions? Yeah, a vision is defined as the faculty of sight, like a good vision. Something that is or has been seen, unusual capability in discernment or perception, intelligent foresight, the way in which one sees or conceives of something. Visions are mental images created by the imagination. Visions are the mystical experience of seeing as if with supernatural eyes. Spiritual beings from the supernatural realm often appear in visions. That's good. Yeah, yeah. and the terms, you know, like of a vision or visions, it's mentioned like over 100 times in the Bible. Wow. wow. So, you know, we need to pay attention to it. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason it's there. Right. So visions can happen at any time. They can manifest while we're fully awake, as in Daniel, you know, 10.7, or like Cornelius in Acts 10.3, Peter in Acts 10.9. Visions come while we're daydreaming. Visions can come by night, with like with Jacob in Genesis 46.2. God will often speak to us in a vision form in prayer during worship. While we're meditating in the Word, visions, you know, pretty much occur while we're sleeping in a trance. They can occur while we're in a dream state, like in Numbers 12, 6. Visions are sent by God to reveal the future, release new revelation, direction, bring comfort, encouragement, and to bring peace to the Spirit. Yep. Nice. All true. And dreams, you know, they can come and go, just like I talked about before. They can come and go real easily. That's why we journaled them. Right. But they can be forgotten pretty fast. But visions can be experienced over and over again just by reciting the visual experience. Yes. You know, you can recall the pictures, relive the feelings and sensations and the emotions of that event. And visions usually concern a time or an event that's yet to come or to be experienced. And visions give us uh, the ability to see and to know things that are that are literally going to happen in the coming days or in years of our, you know, coming years of our lives. Thank you, God. Yeah. Yeah. So for this reason alone, it's important to pay atten- really close attention to your visions. And God's plans are to, you know, prosper us, to, for us to be in good health, to be successful and live an abundant life. Amen. But yep. the enemy's plans are always to harm us and deceive and, you know, kill, yeah. steal, and destroy. And he's a detractor. He leaves his victims hopeless and in despair. So knowing how Satan works versus, you know, how God operates makes it very easy to determine the source of a vision. 
Yeah, you know, sometimes the things we see in our visions can be scary, but there's a di- there's a difference in knowing that it came from God versus the enemy. Visions from God give revelation, and they show you how things will happen in the future. But there also may be some scary elements in this vision, but God's intent's not to scare you, right? Mm-hmm. right? His intent is to partner with you to share what's going to happen. God wants us to pray until the vision becomes a reality. It's a path to victory. So, you know, let me stop you there. Kathy, what yeah. do you mean by scary elements in a vision? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes the Lord shows me things that can be pretty scary, but I've learned to discern if the vision is from Him or the enemy. For example, I had a vision in February of this past year, and the first thing I saw was a large beast with a, lo- with a long snout and a long tail. He was Ooh. huge. It was pretty scary. His tail writhed back and forth, and he roared loudly. He just made a very loud obnoxious sound Hmm. and he wasn't a pretty creature he was pretty ugly Hmm. and i knew this creature to be leviathan he's here and he means business yeah then saw an angel of the lord cut off his head but his Hmm. body and his tail continued to shake and slither violently back and forth the beast was angry and it didn't want to go down but the angel had the power of god and he put the beast down with another blow wow another sign that we will not lose this battle we're currently fighting I then saw dark clouds over every country all around the world. It was ominous, ominous <laughs> and eerie. I saw the world as a whole with black clouds covering it, but God wanted me to understand that the darkness is over every single country around the world. I sat stunned because mm. I could see these dark clouds swirling, and I knew that there was evil in those clouds. But then I saw lights popping up all through the darkness. It was God's light. It was his angels. You know, we're not alone in this fight. So, yeah. I've seen some pretty scary stuff. If you want to read the rest of that word, you can go to my website. It's kathyzaga.com. And I think that word was posted on February 16th. So the enemy uses fear as a tactic to defeat and tear us down. If you have a vision that brings fear, you need to immediately bring it before God and allow him to show you if it's from him or the enemy. Right. If God doesn't confirm it, then rebuke the vision and don't come to agreement with it. Right, right. Yeah. And you know, or, there's there's several different types of, of visions that we can have, you know, the, uh, there's an open vision, yep. which is like access between earth and the third heaven. Right. Like the heavens are open in front of you. Right. Right. And then there's That's an with open. your eyes open, right? Open heaven. Okay. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. And it, it, you could have your eyes closed. Your, your eyes okay. could be opened. I've had an experience where my eyes were open. Okay. Right. But then there's an open vision. There you go. And that vision is received with your natural eyes wide open, but it's perceived with spiritual eyes. Okay. So you're seeing okay. in the spirit, but your eyes are open. It's like seeing a, a movie picture, Yeah. you know, but in front of you. It could yeah. be moving or it could be still. Right. Okay. And then there's a panoramic vision, and that, that's a vision in motion like a movie. You know, you're yep. just seeing a, a scene played out in front of you. Kind of like having a dream, but with your eyes open. Yeah. And then a pictorial vision is a vision of pictures, but without motion. Wow. So it may be just, you know, just a single picture that's, showing up in front of you yeah then there's a night vision and a uh, it's a vision that comes to us in a message from god like usually in a dream right there are probably a lot more definitions about visions but these are just the ones that i'm familiar with yeah you know i've had open heaven visions Mm -hmm. i've had panoramic visions and night visions as well yeah yeah well before we get into describing these types of visions i just want to discuss for everyone that you know there are eight different ways the Holy Spirit can communicate to us okay. in this mm-hmm. life because yeah, maybe on anyone's spiritual journey they haven't received right. gone to the point of yeah. having visions yet. Right. This is all important. Yeah. Right. So there's the inner first, there's the inner witness, the inner knowing, yeah. 
Next, the Word of God. He can communicate to us through His Word. Mm -hmm. Next is leadings, check in your spirit, quickenings, visions, of course, dreams, and prophecies. That's Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. So I just want to brief you all on this couple of these ways that the Holy Spirit can communicate to us. The inner witness, as illustrated in Romans 8.16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. That's good. So what is witness? It's giving evidence, attesting, confirming, confessing, bearing record, speaking well of, giving a good report, testifying, affirming what one has seen or heard. Presenting the gospel with evidence. It's like, it's an inner knowing. Mm-hmm. I know that I know without a shadow of doubt. Yep, I felt that. Yeah. Other people might call it illumination or an enlightenment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you'll know by the strength of the conviction of it. Then one will learn discernment when it's real, really from him, God, or your own natural imagination and emotions. It's like a gut knowing. Yeah. 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 I've experienced this when I'm in a spiritual direction session listening to a person or counseling. The Holy Spirit will guide me in what questions to ask, but mostly I also listen. When people share their wounds and struggles, it's like the Holy Spirit sits with us in the third chair, and He's present I with love us. That. Yeah. That's so neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he leads us and offers mercy and grace to those who need healing from God. Wow. The next way of communication is the Word of God. When you spend time in the Word, you'll be able to apply what you have read to situations that come up in your life. Yeah. Maybe not right away, but the word remains with you. Mm-hmm. That's good. Next, uh, leadings. The Holy Spirit can also give you leadings on what to do or not to do. The Holy Spirit helps lead us in life. For example, Jesus himself was also willing to be led by the Holy Spirit when he was walking in the flesh. Yeah, It's like an unction or a prompting, a gentle nudging, or it could be stronger from the wow. Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, one time I was, I was meeting with somebody that was an uh, important person, a leader, and I was talking with him, and I had all this stuff that I was going to say, you know, <laughs> which is, you know, hard for me to hold back sometimes. But I felt like an angel put his hand over my mouth and said, don't talk right now. Oh. And I, I, I was obedient, and yeah. I, was, I just sat there, and I listened, and the person just basically downloaded everything to me and telling me all these things that... If I would have been talking, they wouldn't have wouldn't unloaded on me, yeah. right? Yeah. And so it was just, it was again, just like that. It was a, an unction yeah. and a knowing that I needed to be quiet. And I followed the leading of the Holy Spirit. That's a great And I'm glad I did. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. I'm sure he is too. Yeah. <clears throat> right, right. <laughs> yeah, we find in Romans eight fourteen it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Yes. Yeah. And in uh, Matthew 4, 1, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Wow. So, in the next category is the check in your spirit. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, that's a good one. Yeah. The Holy Spirit can do the opposite from leadings as well. He can tell you not to move like you, Laura, in mm-hmm. a certain direction. It's like a stop sign being put up by the Holy Spirit. You get a queasy, uneasy feeling in your stomach or, yeah, I've experienced this many times in making family or financial decisions. Oh, yeah, (laughs) right there with you. Mm -hmm. Like Galatians Galatians 5.25 says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. That's good. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that quickenings, whenever the Holy Spirit will jump something at you, words in the Bible jump off the page at you. He may quicken a verse to you while you're struggling with something. You may even heal, feel the sermon you just heard was written for you. Right. Yeah. Like, wow, it's just speaking right to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and dreams, which Laura has well She's uh, educated that covered us on. that subject. <laughs> Visions of Great. the night. God used an angel in Joseph's dream to tell Joseph to flee immediately to Egypt right after Jesus was born, as Herod was getting ready to kill all of the firstborn. Yeah. I have dreams, but until Laura described a lot of information about the dreams, I did not take them that seriously Me or either. write them down. Me either. Right? <laughs> Now that I see God might be trying to communicate with me, I'm enthusiastic to be much more disciplined in documenting them. (laughs) Amen. Hey, I was told by the Holy Spirit, so he was the one who taught me. (laughs) There's a reason. He's trying to communicate. Right. Yeah. Figure out what he's trying to say to us, right? Yep. And prophecies is another gift given by the Holy Spirit. God communicated to his people back in both the Old Testament and New Testament, and God has not changed. Right. Right. He's still the same today as he was yesterday. Yep then this tells us he still wants to communicate supernaturally to all of us in the same ways. Mm-hmm. Like Joel 2.28 says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Right. Yeah, you're talking and, visions now, right? Yeah, like Laura mentioned earlier, open yeah. visions okay. you receive with your eyes wide open, closed. You receive in your mind's eye or a picture in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember the very first open vision that I had, I received while I was meditating and praising God. And I, all I was doing was just thinking about one of the students that I had taught. I taught her her senior year in, in my Sunday school class. And she had gone off to college and she came home during her Christmas break and she was engaged, and she showed me the ring, and she was all excited, you know. Aww. And uh, when she showed me her ring, she told me about her heart and her her fiancé's desire to become missionaries. So this was very exciting, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, her heart was full of joy. My, my heart was full of joy for both of them. And all of a sudden, just as I was thinking about them, I saw a vision, kind of like a daydream. You know, but my eyes were open, but I was seeing into the spirit realm. Wow. And I, I saw a forest, and it had two paths that were coming, you know, like running side by side, but then they came together to make one path. And then as I saw the vision, I heard these words being spoken in my, into my mind, and I heard two hearts that walked on separate paths, two hearts that walked alone, two hearts that served the living God, two hearts that loved Him alone. That's beautiful. Wow, that is so beautiful. And that was just the first verse, you know, but I I was like, I realized, oh, wow, I need to go write this down, you know, and then when I I got some paper and I wrote it down, it became a two-page poem, you know, so I won't share the rest of it, but, because it was private, but... But simultaneously, as I was receiving those words, I saw a vision of myself over to like kind of the right, and I saw myself standing at the podium at the church, reciting it at their wedding. And so I later met up with the girl, and I shared the poem with her and how God had given me the vision. And I didn't tell her that I saw myself reciting the poem at her wedding because I didn't, I wanted to leave that kind of decision up to her, you know. But then she came to me a few weeks later, and she asked if I'd recite the poem at her wedding. So I smiled real big, you know, and I said, yes, of course, you know. And then I went out, and I took a picture um, of a forest that was close by my house, and it had a path. 
and I had the words to the poem written on the path and framed it and gave it to him as a wedding gift. Oh, I bet that was beautiful. Wow. So That's that was beautiful. pretty awesome experience. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Oh, I know I've seen uh, Jesus in my mind's eye while ministering to others myself. Like mm-hmm. your imagination. Yeah. For example, I feel I've seen Jesus sitting on the bed holding the hand of a loved one who was oh, dying. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Whether they receive Jesus in their life or not, I have envisioned him with my kids at school, especially during difficult situations. That's great. I've envisioned him in medical rooms. Furthermore, I've envisioned him in pre-prayer various times at my women's Bible study. Mm-hmm. I had one vision where, the mountain vision, I call it, I saw all of us in this on the very height, pointy peaks of a mountain, clutching and holding on to keep from falling in the pit of despair and ruin. Ooh, wow. Yeah, kind of dark. Everything below was dark, obscure, and gray. All the people below were laying down and dressed in black, squirming and moaning. I saw Jesus in a white robe down below, reaching for the hands of individuals and pulling them up like it was the last attempt to save them. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't give up. He doesn't. No. Even then, he was still trying to save them. Right. He loves us so much. It could also be small things like losing car keys because... They got knocked off the table by someone else. You might get a picture in your mind where they might be. Yeah, that's happened to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's something you won't conjure up for yourself, this prompting. Yeah. I've experienced what felt like an impression during the night before, not necessarily a vision, but a very strong sense of the demonic, a very fearful, panicky feeling like a haunting dark presence was in the house, which made me want to check all the locked doors and parole the house while I prayed out loud. <laughs> right. Been there a time or two myself. Yep. <laughs> Rebuking this evil spirit who might have entered somehow. Mm-hmm. I also had an experience during Kairos. It's a weekend freedom seminar retreat mm-hmm. in which I felt what seemed like a hand on my shoulder to the point that I turned around and asked the lady behind me if she touched my shoulder. <laughs> She actually giggled like she knew it was the spiritual realm. Right. It was reassuring touch, almost like Jesus said, hey, I'm here with you through this and will be always. That's so beautiful. Blake Healy describes three realms in his book, The Veil. That's a good book. It is such a good book for anyone who would like to understand this more. The physical realm, the soul realm, and the spirit realm. He describes the soul realm where our mind, will, and emotions exist, which makes it a perfect place for a demon to try to influence you. Yep. But this is also one of the holy places where the Holy Spirit will speak. Right. You make all your choices here because all the experiences of the physical realm and the influences of the spirit realm pass through this tumultuous area. The Holy Spirit has spoken to me directly by experiencing impressions that have shown me how I can listen to a person and bring hope and healing to those I have interacted with. Rather than being vague, impressions have been efficient like being able to communicate across a room with someone I know well without a word or sensing darkness or danger from a person I don't know while traveling. Yeah, you know, I've experienced impressions before too when praying. And you just know. You know it's supernatural. You know something's trying to get your attention. Yeah. Yeah, it's intense. It's really intense. Well, that's awesome. Well, throughout my life, I've always had this great wonder of heaven. It fascinated me. But I was also very fearful of it. I thought God would strike me down if I ever asked him to show me heaven. Uh, this was simply because I didn't think I was good enough. You know, the thoughts and the fear came from the internet. I can relate I to that. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, you just beat yourself up. I'm not good enough. I have always, though, I've always been able to sense and feel evil when it's near me. Fear was actually the only supernatural experience I could relate to at mm-hmm. that time. I was deceived because the enemy didn't want me to tap into the supernatural. But right. 
I've defeated that. Right. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you, the devil's a liar. There's so much that God wants yeah. to show us, you know. If you want to see the spiritual realm, it's possible. I pushed through it. I pushed through what the enemy told me was impossible until I had a breakthrough. And it opened up a whole new world that far surpassed anything I'd ever imagined. And I only discovered this a couple of years ago. Did either one of you, you know, think it was possible to see or hear into the spiritual realm? I didn't, not to the level until this past year. Okay, yeah. In my background, for example, I experienced a level of what you would call mysticism in the Catholic Church. Yeah. And they describe some open visions as apparitions. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. But that kind of thinking like you, Kathy, it, it just taught me to elevate the saints, which made me feel that I could never attain that. Wow. So why would I try? Mm-hmm. But in reality, we're all saints as believers in Christ. Yes, we are. can all experience it. That's right. What about mm-hmm. you, Laura? Yeah, I I had I understood that because I was raised around ministry, you know, right. in the church. Yeah, uh, I heard testimonies all the time of people communicating with the Lord and how He, you know, spoke to them or whatever. But I remember one, you know, area where my uncle he was an evangelistic worship leader and traveled around the world. And he, I remember him telling me that he could hear the angels singing in heaven, and he would repeat the music he was hearing and sing along with the angels, which was. Just to me, I, when I first heard that, I was like, what? <laughs> I think that's great. But it was really cool because yeah. I believed him because he was just so full of joy when he was wow. doing so that. so cool. Yeah. 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 You know, I never knew I could have such an intimate relationship with the Trinity, but it's God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And I always felt that there was more, but I didn't know how to access it. But God's good. You know, he yes. directed my path. He showed me. He set up a divine appointment, and I began attending a Bible study that completely changed my life. My thoughts and my heart were redirected into God's way, His truth, the way of Yahweh. We're in an awesome Bible study. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> we had Laura, that way of Yahweh. I hear that from her a lot. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just beautiful. And one of the first books I read in that Bible study was called Waiting on God by Vi- Michael Van Vlyman. I read that yes, book too. Yes. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that was just the beginning of my, my search to know God on a deeper level before all this. I would just say my prayers to God, and that was it. You know, thank you, God. Mm-hmm appreciate your help, you know. But I learned that I was missing out on the most wonderful part in my relationship with God, and that was waiting for Him to talk back to me. I never even knew that that, I could do that. I thought it was always for pastors at the church, you know. God always spoke to... Spiritual people. Right. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It was learning how to quiet the external and internal chaos, to be still and know who my God really is. That book taught me how to sit and wait on God. Mm-hmm. It took time and a lot of discipline on my part, but I did it. Mm-hmm. The enemy doesn't want any of us to have this type of relationship with God because he knows we'll learn the tools on how to defeat him, not in some areas, but in every area of our lives. And when I was reading Michael Van Vleiman's book... You I, mean not in just some areas? Yeah. Oh, did I say that? Did yeah. Did I say that wrong? All mm. areas. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Susan. You know, when I was reading his book, I would sit, pray, and wait, day after day, month after month. And in the beginning, I felt something occasionally, but this was all new for me, so I wasn't sure if it was real or not. Many months went by, and I continued going to my prayer corner, determined to hear the Lord speak to me. My persistence paid off, and I finally heard Jesus invite me to come up to him in the heavenly realm. Mm. I couldn't believe it. I was overcome with joy, but then I hit another barrier. I didn't know how to go up there. This went on for several weeks. I would sit, pray, and wait. And I would hear Jesus again asking me to come up to him. God knew my struggle, though, and he once again directed my path. Our minds are so powerful, you know, and our God 
God created our minds. Right. Yes. Doesn't it make sense for us to learn how about our minds and how God intends for us to use them? Right. You know. So the Lord led me to this another book. It's a. Uh, was called The Power of Imagination by Andrew Womack. Mm-hmm. And in his book, Andrew says, our imagination is the frame or spine of our existence. It's the doorway to our potential and affects the way we view life. But people relegate imagination to the realm of childhood fantasy. They underestimate its influence in their lives and try to receive from God without first activating their imagination. Your imagination is like your spiritual womb. It's your creative center. Which is totally cool. Yeah. Yes. If you want to see God's will for your life come to pass... If you want to reach your full potential, you need to understand both the power of your imagination and the, and the correct way to use it. Yeah. That encouraged me so much. You know, it yeah. just mm-hmm. set me on a path. That I needed it. And I knew God was showing me something. So when Jesus invited me up into the heavenly realm, mm-hmm. the next time I used my imagination, I began seeing myself in heaven. For several weeks, I would go to my prayer corner and I'd sit, pray, and wait. And every time I heard Jesus say, come up to me, I would imagine what that looked like. So one day I asked him, where are you? Where are you, Jesus? And he responded, well, where would you like to go? In my imagination, I, I had imagined sitting or walking with him in the garden. So I said, in the garden, that's where I want to go. <laughs> and I was immediately there. It was boom, there. And everything there seemed so real and alive. And it felt so different than, you know, seeing it in my imagination and actually knowing that I was there. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it, was, it was beautiful. I looked around and I saw Jesus standing there with a huge smile on his face. And he was like, finally, you know, <laughs> finally I've been waiting for you. And he looked exactly like I'd imagined him. And I remember smiling because I was so filled with joy. It was, it was beautiful. We yeah, walked, I was just going to say, yeah. you know, it's just like you have to think like a child. Right. And he says all the time in the right. Bible, come to me like a child, yes. right? So kids automatically just jump into that they, imagination mode. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So we have to learn to go back to thinking like that. Right. Just jump back into your imagination. Yeah. You know, picture things. Where are you? Oh, I'm here. I'm there. Yeah. You know, it's it's simple for a child. But yeah. as we become an adult, we we lose that sight. Yeah. Yeah. And we do. So we, we got to tap back into we it. We get so exactly. serious. Yeah. yeah. Right. Our minds are beautiful. It's mm-hmm. how you created us the way you did. Sure. Yeah. So we walked together through the garden. I'd point at different things. Jesus would point out things that he thought were beautiful. And I was in awe of everything. It was just, it was amazing. Yeah. And it brought joy to Jesus to see my childlike reaction. Right. And I loved that. I loved just seeing his smile and his hearing mm-hmm. him laugh. And I, mean, I was amazed at the flowers and how they responded to his touch. They leaned towards him as he walked by them. I never, every time I go and we're around flowers, I still am in awe of that. It's, it's just so amazing. Even the grass, the grass would sway towards him. The dirt would move when he walked around it, you know? Wow. Everything in heaven seems to be alive. Even the water feels different in heaven. Mm. So for several months, that's what I did. I sat, I prayed, I waited for Jesus to invite me up, and we would go to his garden. We talked, we laughed, we ran, and we danced. It was so much fun. Okay, so stop right there. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it, I have a question. Yes. It's interesting, you know, how that process played out, that you just sat, you prayed, you waited for Jesus to invite you up. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's the key right there. You have to be invited to come up. You can't just go, okay, Jesus, I'm coming to you today. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can. Yeah. But it seems the key here was you needed to be invited. It was every time. You know, I never thought of that, Laura. So thanks for pointing that out. Uh, but yeah, every time he always invites me to come up. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Well, it's just it's, like it's salvation. Yeah. He invites us to accept him, oh, to, yes. you know, come to him. And, and you don't even know that or realize it until 
you feel that prompting by the Holy Spirit, right. and, and it's an invitation. Again, yes. so yeah. I'm just now putting that puzzle piece together. Yeah. So uh, thank you for sharing that. Yes. All right. <laughs> well, you know, when we go up to heaven, or when I go up to heaven, there's so many questions I want to ask him. All the worldly stuff that just comes over us, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want to go up there and say, can I just give him a laundry list of all I have questions? some questions for you. Here's my <laughs> <Yeah>. list. <laughs> but when, when you're in his presence, it none of those things matter. Right. I don't even remember them, to be honest with you. I don't. It, it just all goes away. And I love spending time with him just for that reason, because I get so refreshed and renewed every time I'm there. You must just lose track of time. I do. A lot of times I do. That makes sense. There's sometimes that I'm up there in heaven, and Jesus will be like, you need to you need to go ahead and go get your stuff done. You got a lot to do today. And I'm like, but, 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 you know. I want to stay here with you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, sometimes he has to remind me. That makes sense, because when I'm in my prayer time, time goes by really fast. Yeah. And I think it's only been maybe 30 minutes, and yeah. it's been an hour and a half. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I get that. Yeah. Well, it changes my perspective on life every single time I'm there. The more I do this, the more I realize that a lot of things I worry or stress about, they just go away. They don't mm-hmm. matter. You know, it's all about trusting in Him. In the year leading up to this amazing breakthrough, I learned some really great lessons. I learned how to get away from all the distractions and noise here on earth. And that's what it is it's Oof. a lot of noise, yeah. a lot of stuff. It's the only way I can access heaven. Right. Self control and discipline are important, of course, along with a huge desire to know Him more. But you know, when I was um, thinking about doing this podcast, the Holy Spirit reminded me that when I would sit and wait on the Lord there in all those months ahead leading up to it, mm-hmm. I had to have complete trust and faith in God where my family is concerned. Because you know, those are, those are the things that are at the forefront of my mind. It's worry like, us the yeah, most. Right. Worry. We're always concerned about someone or something in our family, you know, but right. I had to let it all go because they were huge. They were huge distraction. Yeah. So my mind wants to beg and plead for God to help them, but I had to completely trust that God has them. And he reminded me of it often in a little ways. The more he was like, just give it to me. You know, one of them would cross my mind when I was, you know, praying or whatever. Holy Spirit would say, gently, he would whisper in my ear, I already know, and I'm already taking care of it. I'm on it. (laughs) Would you have any visions just of seeing them being protected, seeing them under his wings? Yeah, a lot of him showing me, I got this, it's going to be okay. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing how he just lets us know. It's fine. Just trust me with it. Mm-hmm. So once I had complete faith, once I was able to con- concentrate on the Lord, it opened up that whole new world for or a whole new world for me. Right. The enemy doesn't, or the enemy knew he couldn't use him to distract me anymore. It was a huge release for me to do that. I think that I needed that more than I understood, more than I realized. You know, trusting him in that way. Mm-hmm. But you know, doing that was worth it. It was so worth it. Right. Spending time in the garden with Jesus was one of my first experiences in the heavenly realm, but God wanted more, and so did I. So, you know, the more I prayed, the more he showed me, which I was just thankful. I'm still thankful, grateful, and just so blessed because of it. And then, you know, moving in all, through all that, I started having visions and receiving prophetic words on top of that. So a whole new wow. world opened up yeah. to me. I began writing down all these wonderful experiences I had with Jesus in my journals. As I look back over them last week, just kind of studying through them, I was blown away at some of the things I'd written down. I'd forgotten most of it, you know, a lot of it. And reading them brought all of it back to me, and it was very emotional for me. Mm -hmm. In February of 2021, I started writing down words that the Lord gave me, not fully understanding some of it at the time, but they were prophetic words. I didn't know that at the time. And some of those words that I'd written down they've already come to pass which is awesome yeah and i realized that and i just began thanking him for that and i began seeing supernatural things in april of last year 
And again, I'd written them down, but I I forgot some of them. While going through them, I felt the joy of the Lord all over me. You know, our God is just so good. He just wants to let us know over and over again in different ways how much He loves us and how much He cares. Yeah. You know, and I want to share a vision that I received in the middle of the night last year in July. Um, It was one of those nights that I couldn't sleep. I was struggling with the chaos of life, thinking about all the things I needed to do, wondering how I was going to get it all done. You know, we've all been there. Right. I finally fell asleep, and then the Lord woke me up at 3.45 a.m. And when I woke up, I saw words floating in the air, tens of thousands of words floating, sparkling with light. Hmm. I was amazed, you know, and I knew this was from the Lord because I felt His presence. I knew it was a good thing. And I asked, why are these words floating around me? The Lord responded, they have yet to be written. Wow. Well, when wow. he said that, I became fully awake. Like, All right, <laughs> something going on here. You know, my thought was that it was an answered prayer. I had been praying for God to reveal to me some things about a couple of my family members so I could continue prophesying their purpose here on earth. And as I was thinking this, I said, Lord, is this what I've been praying for? And he, he said again, they've yet to be written. And I knew immediately that these words floating around me were not an answer to my prayer, but they were books he wants me to write. Wow. So joy. Wow, I mean, I just it sprang in my heart because I was like, oh, wow, you know. So I looked further into my vision, and for the first time, I got a glimpse of God's throne. It was white and bright. It's the only way I can describe it. Mm. It was beautiful and blinding. <laughs> and again, joy filled my heart because I knew he was close. The Lord then said, it's time for you to write again. It was just mm. confirmation of what I already knew in my spirit. Mm-hmm. So he revealed to me, he revealed to me that the enemy has been keeping me distracted in many different ways. And it's important for me to come up higher in the heavenly realm to get away from the noise. Things that he'd already been you know, showing me. He, and he allowed me. Then he placed me in that realm of chaos where the enemy operates. My attention was immediately consumed by chaos and distraction. My mind began to race with so many things all at once. And he wasn't part of it. God, I did not see God in it. Mm-hmm. It was immediate, just chaos. I felt overwhelmed, frustrated, and confused. Yeah. You know, that's, that's called the second heaven. Wow. Hold on, Laura, can you describe the heavens? Oh, yes, please. Well, you know, like, so the first heaven is right here on Earth. And you have the Earth and you have the heavens above us, including outer space, yep. right? And then the second heaven is is above where the spiritual warfare takes place, but it's in the spirit realm. Yeah. And then the third heaven is where God reigns and where we'll spend, you know, eternity with Him. Wow, that's good, Laura. Thank you. You know, so here I am, completely in this realm of chaos, confusion, and the Lord tried to get my attention from above, and I never heard Him. I felt this in my spirit. So when God speaks to me, He calls me daughter. Mm-hmm. So this time, He firmly spoke my name several times to get my attention. Kathy, Kathy, Kathy. Mm. It worked. <laughs> he pulled me back up into the heavenly realm, and I immediately felt His peace. And He told me the reason He showed me this is so I could understand how powerful and all-consuming this layer or level in the spirit realm is. This place that the enemy operates is devastating to all of God's people, and so many of us are consumed by it. You right. know? God wants each of us to come up higher to Him to receive revelation and instruction on what His ecclesia will be in charge of in this new era. There are assignments waiting, guys. There's lots of things that He has for us to do. They are being prepared for His remnant, these assignments are. It is His command that we operate from this heavenly realm close to Him. And that vision opened up my eyes to so many different things. He wants us to partner with him so we can defeat the enemy. Mm-hmm. You know? yep. Laura, I think you mentioned having an open vision regarding spiritual warfare oh, as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was during a time that when my husband and I were leading a college Bible study in our home. And we, you know, we went to church on Sunday mornings and we held our Bible study on Sunday nights. 
And typically after a full morning of church activity, I'm I'm pooped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wiped out. And uh, I just wanted to rest, but because I liked my house straightened up and I always like to set out snacks and treats, you know, for the students. Even though they're college students, they still like their oh, coffee yeah. and treats and <laughs> yeah. you know, and I would spend the afternoon preparing and cleaning and but on this particular Sunday I was really exhausted physically, emotionally, I was mentally drained. I didn't have the energy or the strength to get things done. And I began to be barraged by thoughts of dread and began despairing and, you know, that we, I, I started thinking, you know, I wish we hadn't even started this Bible study. Yeah. I wish we didn't commit to this, you know. Yeah. And I began going down that path, you know, of depressive thoughts and wishing I didn't have to deal with all these responsibilities I'd taken on. And I was thoroughly discouraged mentally and I laid down on my bed to rest because I was so tired and I just began to sob Aww. and cry, you know, yeah. I'm, I, having a pity party yeah. <laughs> feeling sorry for myself to you, yeah. but all of a sudden i had an open vision and i could see myself standing in my bedroom and just like the matrix movie i saw like long wooden spears being hurled at me in a 360 degree circle around me and they just came you know right at me but they stopped to a screeching halt right before they touched me wow and then i heard the lord say to me quit laying there taking it and get up and fight get up and fight lord. <laughs> and i knew that everything i was experiencing was a demonic attack from the enemy this wasn't just me and my it, this was an attack this yeah. is why i was so overwhelmed and I wiped my tears away, and I got up off my bed, okay, you know. <laughs> and I stood up, and I called out the demons by name that I could feel attacking me. So I said, I rebuke the spirit of discouragement. I rebuke the spirit of depression. And I rebuke the spirit of dread. And I commanded them to leave me and go into the abyss where they belong. And then I, I asked God to cover me with his peace. And at that moment, everything shifted. Wow. And I felt God's peace cover my heart, and I felt energized again, like I had my energy back to go back and, you know, get the house in order and get everything ready, right? Get it all done, yeah. And then that night, we had one of the best Bible studies awesome. we'd had in a long time, wow. and I felt the strong presence of God there. All because you wanted to, all because you obeyed. You got up and fought. Right. I did that's, what he told me. Yeah, that's so good. And I recognized it was warfare. Yeah. You know, because yeah. he showed me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Right. <laughs> Well, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the Lord wants us to partner with Him to defeat the enemy. Right. I had another vision that that's a good example of this, and I received this vision on September the 4th of last year. Mm -hmm. As I was praying that morning, the Lord released revelation that I was not expecting. This is one of my first huge prophetic words that blew me away. I was sitting there in my prayer corner. I was filled with joy and peace, and I was happy to be in the spiritual realm with him. And suddenly, I was standing with Jesus, and I saw a translucent veil or a curtain on my right side. I saw a young man standing on the other side of this flowing veil, and he was pacing back and forth, and I sensed that he was curious. Then I looked down, and I saw many people in front of him. They were kneeling in front of this veil, desperate to know God more intimately. As I, as I was standing there, I then saw many more people surrounding this young man. They were just right behind him. And I knew they were also curious to know what was happening. I then saw many more people beyond the young man in the group of curious ones. And I knew they had no clue what was right in front of them. It was devastating to watch. Hmm. I was then made aware of what was to my left. And as I looked to my left, whew, I saw many angels with fire in their eyes. Oh. I'll never forget oh. this. They were ready for what's coming. Determined unstoppable. I was overwhelmed with a knowing that God himself had prepared these angels for what's about to take place. The Holy Spirit let me know these angels are ready to go when God releases them. I was then prompted to look back to my right. The Holy Spirit let me know that 
the people on earth are not ready for the unveiling or what's coming. Hmm. For the ones that have an intimate relationship with God, the ones that he has refined in the fire, the ones that know that something big is coming, the Lord says, get ready. Yeah, There is a team of angels. Guys, there's a team of angels assigned to each one of the chosen ones. And once the veil is lifted and the angels are released from heaven, these angels will release revelation to his chosen ones. The angels will partner with God's chosen ones. And for those that have been holding the line faithfully, they will suddenly know what to do. And as I saw the veil being lifted, many faces were shocked and they fell to their faces. Some ran away, scared because they didn't understand what was happening. And the Lord said, every single person on this planet will be touched by what I'm about to release. Wow. No one will escape it. Oh, the ones that were kneeling in front of the veil were crying out to God. Desperate to know him intimately. They knew he was close. The curious ones felt something, but they didn't know what it was. So they walked back and forth, wandering around in search of this thing that kept calling them closer. The ones that were past the curious ones, living their life as if they didn't care. They had so much rebellion and pain in their hearts and anger and hatred were prevalent among them. It was devastating to see how many there were. Mm. These are the deceived ones. Wow. Holy Spirit revealed that to me. The angels to my left are warrior angels, fierce, unbeatable, strong, well-trained for this time and this battle. At first, while looking at these angels, I was terrified. The look in their eyes, they were determined. Mm. As I continued to look, one of those angels looked directly at me, and I immediately felt the peace of God. So many things I knew at once. Victory is on its way. We do not lose. God's army of angels are prepared. The angels are beyond ready for the veil to be lifted. The people on the other side of the veil are not ready for what's coming. And everything's about to change. Wow. Wow, that's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. So, Kathy, okay. those that are on the other side of the veil, they don't understand and are not awake. Right. So would you say that we need to be praying to be awakened yeah. and that you know we should pray for our eyes to be open and ask God to give us the spiritual eyes to see what you know, we need to see and, and just be ready. Yes, yes. I mean, absolutely yeah. need to be praying for everyone's spiritual eyes to be open so God can reveal his truth to them. And so the church can be made ready. Yeah. I mean, you have mm -hmm. these visions. Yeah. And, and it's to show us something. Right. So we can know what action to take. That's exactly right. He's so letting us know. I really just think we need to be praying about that. We do. Yeah. We really do. Yeah. So to finish this vision for his ecclesia, uh, the team of angels that are coming your way are so excited to be on your team. Which is so cool and, yes. and encouraging. You have a team. Yes. They're, you know, he's preparing. Just know that divine help is on the way. You've been chosen by God for this season. It is unstoppable. Amen. 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 You know, after I received this vision, the Lord spoke to me and said, you are a prophet. So come up here to get revelation for me. Well, I struggled with that for a short time. I, he, the Lord knew this. So when I would go up to heaven, Jesus would tell me to say the words. I am a prophet. I had to repeat them. Repeat after me, Kathy. Yes, I, <laughs> I really did. And I struggled. I argued with him a couple of times, but he was like, speak the words. So I declared them out of my mouth until I felt it deep within me. Mm. I loved how he encouraged me during this time. You it's know, good. Intense. It was intense. Wow. Kathy, that's very profound and unbelievable to realize we can all have yeah. or experience visions if we're willing to be disciplined for God's kingdom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah you know, I had another vision. It was while I was actually talking on the phone with my best friend, and I was sharing with her how God had delivered me from a demonic stronghold of fear. Wow. And as I was sharing it with her, I saw a vision of a tree. So, Laura, was this a vision you saw with your natural eyes? Yeah, my natural eyes were open, 
but I was seeing in the spirit realm. Yeah, you know if okay. that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, um, it does. And so I'm, I'm as I'm talking on the phone, I see this tree, and on the ground underneath the tree was an open bear trap with a chain that was attached to it. And then I saw myself walking around in a circle, just studying the trap. Yeah. And realizing what I just witnessed, and I told my friend everything that I was seeing, and I told her that God was, you know, showing me something, and I said, He's showing me how to study the trap. That the enemy has laid for me, and he's showing me not to ever step back in it again. Wow, that's good. You know, so the visions that we have can come to us in our times of need, in times of when we're praising and worshiping God, and definitely for spiritual guidance. Yeah, for sure. And I've had many dreams where I've received more of a pictorial vision, where I saw, you know, just a picture or something or words, you know, shown to me. I've also seen things that have yet to happen and are more of a prophetic night vision. I recorded them, you know, in my dream journal and documented and dated them, and I'm praying that I'll be obedient to see those visions when it comes time, you know, for me to perform it or, you know, perform what I've seen. Yeah, that's so cool. So you think people have all had these visions, pictorial like you, but they're just not aware yet that that's what they are? And they may have had it in a dream and they forgot about it. Right. Yeah, or some you know, of them don't even know what it is. Right. They don't know because it, you know they don't understand it. Oh, it's like right. you, you didn't recognize to even document your dreams until I told you. Right. right. You know, this is what this I is do, and you're like, oh, I us. should do that, right? Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, just even by us talking about this now, you know, people are gonna say, wait a minute, I remember this. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully, it'll. You know what we're talking about today is going to help trigger some of those things, and God's always trying to communicate. Yes, yes, yes. always. He's always trying to being get our open attention. to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about angels? Have y'all experienced or seen any angels? Not yet, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. Yeah, amen. <laughs> well, and you know, like I said, I have so many dreams, but I have seen angels in my dreams. Yeah. Uh, one of my dreams, I was in heaven. I was surrounded by very large angels. They were so big and so tall. I was yeah. probably only half. Their big. size, you know. Some of them that are really big. Yeah, I felt like a hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in the dream, God instructed me to measure the angel's wings. I just remember him saying, measure the angel's wings. And I looked around and I could see the feathers of their wings. Wow. Which, you know, was all that I could see was just all wings. Yeah. And one angel's wings were blood red. The other one had like solid black wings. Another had like white wings, but they had an iridescent rainbow color to them. That was beautiful. Yes. But I remember feeling so defeated because they were so big. And and I said to God, I can't. I said, the the wings are too big. They're too big. It was like I felt like a kid, you know. They're too big. I can't do it. And when I woke up from the dream, I immediately knew that the interpretation of the dream and what God was trying to show me was that his angelic protection for me is so big and so large, you can't even measure it. Yeah. And that I had nothing to be afraid That's of. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, he was I, always talking to me about fear. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I feel God's angels around me all the time. I could see them when, when I close my eyes. I also see the veil often. That very first, the vision I came, you know, talked about earlier, right. back mm-hmm. in September, the very first time I saw the veil, that was the first time. Now I see it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much activity going on in the spiritual realm. It's amazing. His angels are sent from our Father in heaven to partner with us. Did you guys know that? Right. So that we can defeat the enemy. They are real, and their greatest desire is to help you. One time I was praying, and I was suddenly standing above the earth, and I looked up and saw Jesus standing in heaven. And I watched as his arms swung up and made a wide circular movement. 
I then looked in amazement as I saw a huge heart that was coming towards Earth. It wrapped completely around the entire planet. It was like a warm blanket wrapping around Earth. It was filled with love, hope, and joy. And Jesus did this more than once. And each time I saw it wrap around the earth, and it filled it with again with love, hope, and joy. Then I saw a dark demonic angel watching the heart-shaped blanket come towards earth. As soon as it wrapped around the earth, I saw this demon angel do flips and acrobats to poke large holes in this blanket so what the blanket contained would miss you know, different areas on the earth. Mm. The demon huh. angel was causing disruption to this love, hope, and joy that Jesus was trying to cover the earth with. And the, the demon angel did this every time Jesus released the heart, you know, the heart-shaped blanket over the earth. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of things I knew in my spirit as I watched this. First, the demon angel could do nothing until the blanket of love was wrapped around the earth. And the second thing was, I didn't see the demon angel when Jesus was standing above because Holy Spirit revealed this to me. This is because darkness cannot be where there's light. Right. That amazed me. You know, there's so many more things I want to see and experience, and it's completely changed my perspective about God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. The love they have for each of us is beyond anything we can comprehend. They want us to know there's more to them than what we believe or are taught. Y'all agree with that? Right. Yeah. yeah, so much more. But we need to dig for it. We need to seek it. We need to search for the treasure that's there. Some of the things that I've seen in heaven I want to share with you guys mm-hmm. um, is the throne room. I've seen the throne room in heaven. I've been in there. It's pretty awesome. I've seen the hall of faith. I've seen my own personal room in heaven. I've talked about that in a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. We all have our own personal mm-hmm. room. I've seen God, my father, face to face. Wow. Mm-hmm. I have flown twice on the back of an eagle with Jesus. Which is so cool. <laughs> yeah. I've seen warrior angels in training. I've seen Moses, Peter, Paul, Job, and many others from the Bible. I've seen Jesus and God interact with people and children in heaven. It's beautiful. So much love, joy, peace there. You know, I expect to see more and hear more revelation on the things to come. And when I do, I'll share it with all of you guys. And I'm ready for it to happen to me, too. Amen. <laughs> uh, I, I declare that over all of us, you know. And I want to give another great reference for seeing in the spiritual realm. And that's Blake Healy's book, The Veil. I think you mentioned it earlier, Susan. Uh, it's a good book. Yeah. He's been able to see with his natural eyes into the spirit realm since he was a small child. And it was so eye-opening for me. I encourage you to, you know, anybody, you're curious about it, please read it. I haven't seen the spirit realm with my natural eyes yet, but I've come close mm-hmm. by practicing what Blake Healy instructs in his book. And I'll keep trying until I have a, a breakthrough. And I also want to mention another book. It's called Gazing into Glory by Bruce Allen. It's another good book. Mm-hmm. He talks about how to open our supernatural eyes. It is God's intent and purpose for us to have all of our spiritual senses developed. It has a lot of good information in there. It just feels like, you know, we're we're babies in yeah. all of this. And God is maturing us right. and saying, I got so much more to show you. Yeah. This is just the beginning. Right. Yes. Lack of knowledge. We and you don't have to wait till you get to heaven to experience these things. No. He wants us to experience them right here on we earth, right now. We just have to dig yes. for it. Yeah. We have to. On earth as it is in heaven. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I was just thinking that. We don't understand what we don't know. Right. That's what he was saying to you. Yes. He said that to me many times now. Yeah. So we got to dig for it. It's so exciting to live in these days. Yeah. I mean, really. You know, everybody thinks, oh. You know, it's the end of the world. Right. No. No. (laughs) I disagree with that. Yeah. (laughs) It is the end, but it's just the beginning, and it's pretty exciting. So many good days ahead. Yeah. Well, the more I see, the more I want, you know. For Mm -hmm. the past six months or so, God's been calling me to go deeper with Him, and there's reasons for that. He wants me to come up higher. There's much He wants to show me and much He wants to share with His children here on earth. Right. So, in summary, there are many things the Lord has been showing me here on earth, the evil it's here, guys. It's right. here. Yeah. It's, it's 
We feel it. (laughs) Pretty rough right now. There's a battle going on between good and evil. And the one thing that I get out of these visions and the revelation that he speaks to me is this. Good wins. Mm -hmm. God wins. Yeah. Yes. The Lord knows my heart. He knows my desire to partner with him and his angels to defeat the enemy. That's why we're doing this together. Right. There are many other people that he wants to partner with as well on this intimate level. But many of us don't know how. That's one of the reasons we're doing this podcast. To help others know and understand that if we can do it, you can do it. Seek it, ask for it, and he will bring it to you. Right. It starts with a little spark within you, and the Lord is waiting to ignite it so the light within you turns into a blazing inferno that will change your life. It's all for his glory. Amen. 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 All right, guys, that's all the time we have today. We hope you enjoyed hearing our discussion on visions from God. And next week, we'll talk about faith and what it means. Yeah, and we just want to close with this scripture from Acts 16, 9 through 10. It says, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately he sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. That's good. Well, today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. Thank you, Caitlin. Mm Mm-hmm. We would also like to give special recognition to Michael Van Vlyman, Bruce Allen, Andrew Womack, Dr. Barbie Brethett, Dr. Joe Aboji, and Blake Healy. These are all great resources on helping you see and understand the spiritual realm. Before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. Also, please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. And thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. We would love to hear from you and anything you would like to share with us. So please email us at puretruthpodcast3, that's the number three, at gmail.com. All right. Please visit our websites, kathyzaka.com, chosentowrite.com, and susanoffin.com. And we hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. Thank you. And may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you his peace. All right. Until next time, Susan, Laura, and Kathy. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast. Electric Cast.